Hell on now? We're good. <clears throat> Trust and obey. That's the title that we have for today, which <clears throat> sounds like it's an easy thing to do, huh? <clears throat> Second Corinthians one verse nine says, indeed, we have the sentence of death within ourselves so that we not would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, <clears throat> raises the dead, trust in ourselves. Trusting in ourselves is not a good thing to do. We must trust in the Lord. <clears throat> we must have faith in God. I'm going to start out today by looking at some Old Testament stuff. Not going to go to a, a ton of passages, just going to go to a few. Uh, Numbers chapter 20 and verse 12. I'm going to start out there. Numbers chapter 20 and verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, since you did not trust in me to treat me as holy in the sight of the sons of Israel, for that reason, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Wow. They did a lot of travel and ended up not getting there, didn't they? All because they didn't trust in God. Now, this passage is talking about the waters of Merib, where God gave Moses and Aaron a staff to strike the rock, and water flowed. It flowed freely for everyone to drink, all the animals, the people, everything. So prior to this, everyone was convinced that they were brought into the wilderness to die with no water. Ye of little faith, huh? Ye of little faith. How about in Exodus 32 when Moses was up on Mount Sinai? And the people grew restless because he'd been gone so long, and they built the golden calf to worship. I know you all remember that. So did the people trust in God back then? Hmm. This next one's very, I like this next one. It's kind of Jonah, Jonah's disobedience. Did Jonah really trust God? God sent Jonah to Nineveh. And by all accounts, Nineveh was not a nice place to be up to this point. So Jonah tried to escape from God. But we all know how that worked out. Not too good for him. Especially as he ended up inside of a whale. And from what I know about the inside of animals, <laughs> this, is, this had to be a very unpleasant place to be. Very unpleasant place to be. Long story short, Jonah ended up in Nineveh. And Nineveh repented. Did God know what he was talking about? Did he know the right person to sin? Jonah didn't trust in him, though, did he? Can you believe it? God was right again. There are several stories told in the Old Testament where people did not trust in what God said. But in every case, he always, always, always did what he said he would do. 
maybe not in our time frame of the mentality we have is now 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 lack of patience lack of patience oh i said that already didn't i that mentality we have but it's it's done in god's time frame not in ours that's really hard to really hard to just swallow with that big chunk there isn't it Whew. hard to get that one to go down because we want it now i want it now now doesn't always work like that does it Let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to Acts chapter 5, verse 29. But Peter said, Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than man. How about verse 32? And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. Those who obey Him. Obey Him, obey God in Acts 5, verse 36. Some people started following this guy named Theodos. I think that's how you pronounce that. Who claimed to be somebody, but he was killed. We have these same false prophets today all over the world. Verses 38 and 39 tell us all we need to know about them. In verse 38. And so in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men. Leave them alone. For if the source of this plan or movement is men, it will be overthrown. <coughs> But if the source is God, you will not be able to overthrow them. Or else you may even be found fighting against God. Fighting against God. How do you think that's going to work out for us? Anyone fighting against God is not going to, do, going, not going to fare too good, are they? As in the Old Testament, he, had done, he took care of armies, didn't he? With just a few things people that didn't think they could do it and the army thought they had it all made but phew, not with god on their side let's go to romans chapter 2 next verse 8 <clears throat> but to those who are self-serving and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness he will give wrath and indignation Wrath and indignation. That sounds like something I'm really not looking forward to. I'd rather be comforted in heaven than have the wrath in hell. How about 2 Thessalonians chapter 3? We'll go to verses 14 and 15. <clears throat> going through some of these passages and different things, we're not going to get to all of the stuff that said this on here. But I just wanted to get a few passages in here on the ones that we, what happened when you don't obey God. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 14 and 15. If anyone does not obey our instruction in this letter, take special note of that person. We've heard this a bunch lately. So as not to associate with him so that he will be put to shame. And yet do not regard that person as an enemy, but admonish that one as a brother or sister. 
Let's go to Hebrews 5 next. Verse 9. Hebrews 5, verse 9. And having been perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation. Eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Does that leave anybody out that obeys him? Pretty much says it all, doesn't it? How about 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17? First Peter 4, verse 17. For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel? We all know what that's going to happen. We all know where they're going to end up. Unfortunately, a lot of those people think they're good to go. But they're doing what they want to do instead of what the Bible tells us to do, and which is God's word. How about Second Thessalonians chapter one? I'm going to do five through eight. Second <clears throat> Thessalonians one verses five through eight. This is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you indeed are suffering for all. It is only right for God to replay with effect, to repay with affliction, those who afflict you and to give relief to you who are afflicted along with us. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire dealing out retribution to those who do not know God <clears throat> and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These people will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Whew. Eternity in hell away from God. We've all heard those passages about the weeping and gnashing of teeth and how terrible it is and eternal pain. Short time we're on this earth, it sure is a lot easier to follow God than to go through all that. <clears throat> How about verses 10 through 12? Make sure I'm on the right page here. Yep. When he comes to be glorified among his saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who believed because our testimony to you was believed to this end. Also, we pray for you always that our God will consider you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness and for the work of faith with power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you in him in accordance with the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to get on some more here with some faith because I don't believe that you can have trust and obey without faith. There's no way you can do that. 
I believe this passage hits another point as well as it's impossible to trust and obey without faith. We all know how a lot of this is going to be, but when we're when we glorify God in everything that we do, we know everything we have comes from Him. All good things come from God. So did Abraham have faith when he was tested all those times in the Old Testament? Just think about what everything Abraham went through. Absolutely, he had faith. Way more than what I think most people could have today. Just the things that that man went through. Revelation 2.10 tells us to be faithful until death. And we will receive the crown of life. Faithful until death. And we will receive the crown of life. The crown of life. We don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know what it's going to do. We just know that it's going to be a good place to be, don't we? Let me rephrase that. We know it's going to be a great place to be. In the presence of God. How about Romans chapter 1? I'll read uh, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone. Did I leave anybody out? I know Kendall says that all the time, and I'm always like, why does he say that? Well, everyone. That leaves nobody out. Everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, but the righteous one will live by faith. So we can, can we trust and obey without faith? I didn't see there was anyone. I was sitting down writing this up. I was going to do trust and obey. And I thought, there's no way we can do this without having faith. If you don't have faith that God's word is what it is, you'll never trust and obey him. No way, no how. Earlier this week, I had someone that was, I was quoting some Bible scriptures and they didn't believe me. They didn't believe that God's word was, I said, yes, it's inspired by God and it's written down by men. Well, how do we know that? God tells us in the Bible. There's other passages in there that she believed, but didn't want to believe that one. You can't have it both ways. You got to have faith that it's all there. Everything that's written in the Bible was inspired by God. And if, if he can make everything that we see today, everything that's taken place in, to this point, especially just like what Ben is in Genesis, we've got to, under, we've got to understand a lot about the beginning, in the beginning, with how the earth was made. If God can do that, don't you think he can have some people write down the words that he wants written down? That's hard to believe that if you can't do that, can't understand that. But I'm telling you, folks, <laughs> I was amazed how they this person believed that only some of the passages were right and some of them weren't. I'm like, you just, you just can't, can't change everybody. Maybe they'll understand. Maybe they'll see what's going on. Maybe they'll listen to this today and they'll understand. God did write all that down. He wrote it down for our instructions. 
How about we look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It's what I just read. Talked about all the scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching. Beneficial for teaching. For rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. Every good work. And what's good work in? God's word. What God wants done. What God wants us to do. That's what's considered good work. So if God's inspired words are written in the Bible for us, we must do what he tells us. If we want to spend eternity in heaven with him. You can do whatever you want if you don't want to spend eternity in heaven with him. And going through this, there were so many passages written that say, I'm, I'm just going to go through these pretty quickly to see what all it says. But you guys will understand where I'm coming from. God wrote this down in so many different ways. Keep my commandments. Pretty plain and simple, isn't it? I got just a few more here. Keep my commandments and my laws. We have to put God's law above the law of the United States of America, don't we? Something conflict is in confliction there. We have to go by God's law. Walk in my statues and keep my commandments. Here was one of my favorite ones. I know I did a lesson on this once before. Fear me and keep my commandments. What do we have to fear God from? The only thing we have to fear God from is if we're not doing what God says to do. Then look out. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Fear me and keep all my commandments. Hmm, that's a new one, isn't it? All my commandments. Can't just do pick and choose, huh? Walk in my ways and keep my commandments. And I know we've all heard this one a bunch. Most people can quote it without me saying it, but John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Pretty plain and simple, isn't it? If the love of God is in you, you're going to keep his commandments, period. Hmm. How about John chapter 15, verses 10 and 11? We'll go there next. <clears throat> John chapter 15, verses 10 and 11. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Whew. Sounds like a lot of fun there, doesn't it? So that being said, we absolutely positively must trust in God. We absolutely must have faith in God. 
We absolutely must obey God's word. And we absolutely must keep all of his commandments. Not just some, all. So, if there's anyone here today that wants to accept Jesus Christ and be baptized, or if anyone has fallen away and needs to repent, or if they just need the prayers of the church, please come forward as we stand and sing. When we walk.